Hello, and welcome to MCEL Madness and Misinformation, the podcast where nothing is real and sanity means denial. You are listening to part two of three of our pilot, The Way It Went Down. Here, I'll be running our agents through their very first encounters with the unnatural. First, I'll be joined by Kay as Jennifer Amanda Precy becomes Agent Mary for the first time. Second, I'll be joined by Daniel as Joel Walker becomes Agent Marvin of MCEL. Hold on to your sanity, listeners, because this one will make our agents question the very nature of their reality. Craig. Is that how you want to start every episode now? <laughs> I mean, I want to at least be nice to him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when the robots take over, we want to be the ones that they don't kill. Exactly. So, are you excited or afraid? Um, equal amounts of both. And that's just kind of how I live my life in general, so. Look, same. <laughs> I feel like we should preface this by just uh, making sure everyone is aware this is our first time playing this game. So if we're terrible... Take it up with somebody who cares. <laughs> yep. I've, I think I've decided, like, I'm not gonna, like, actively try to kill your characters because there are worse things than death. That's nice of you. I, I also, I feel like I want to put, like, at least one thing in each one, though, where, like... You'll just die if you do a something. <laughs> so I don't want to make it so, like, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to, like, actively go after it. But if you, like, make certain decisions, maybe you'll just die, you know? That's awesome. So do you want to get into it then? Oh, fuck it, all right, let's go. <laughs> Are you ready? More or less, yes. No more distractions. Yes. I, did, I do actually have medication now, and I took it, like, half an hour ago, so in half an hour, we'll be good. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so the scene is this. It's a Tuesday, late afternoon, so tacos have mm. been had. Mm. And the thing is, you have a 9-to-5 job, but Oliver has, like, an 8-to-4, so he gets home earlier than you. So when you come in from work, he's already just, like, chilling on the couch on his phone. Mm-hmm. So when you come in, he's like, and can I just say in, like, a perfect American accent, <laughs> he says, are you working on another one of those cases with, like, anonymous witnesses or something? Because, like, when I came in, there was one of those, like, yellow envelopes. Your name is handwritten on it, but there's no postal marks or return address or anything. I mean, apart from that, it just says confidential in big letters and Jennifer's eyes only. Do you know what that's about? It's with the Oliver? No idea. Let me have a look at it. And I'd love to take a look at that. Do you open it in front of him, or do you go somewhere else? Um, maybe I'll, like, just sit at the dining room table, so, like, just in, in a different room, but, like, not trying to, like, make it obvious that I'm trying to, like, keep it a secret, just kind of being nonchalant about it. So is it, like, 
one of those houses, like every house I've lived in, where like the lounge room and the dining room are like there's no walls between them, or is it yeah. like a separate room? It's like that because okay. it's an apartment, so like an extra wall is just like too much, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you open the envelope, and inside you find twenty-two yellowing pieces of card. On each card is a drawing in deep ebony ink. The hand that inked them was so shaky and the lines are so scratched and blotched that you can hardly make out more than vague impressions of people and scenes. At the bottom of each card there seems to be written some kind of text or script but is not in any language that you recognize. The first time you look through them this is the case for every card but the second or third time you look at them you find one that is not like the rest. This card is in full color, drawn with astonishing detail in either ink or watercolor. And this one has a cloaked figure on it. The figure has one arm raised towards the sky with stars and it's constellations in the background that you don't recognize, but they're so detailed that you realize that they must be real and is holding some kind of wand in like a claw. But you can't see the face under the hood of the cloak because from within the cloak, there is protruding some kind of strange appendage with some bulbous thing on the end with three dark eyes. In front of it, there is a floating disc and resting on that disc is a sword and a cup and at the bottom it's still this nonsensical writing but somehow when you look at this writing you understand that it means the magician roll sanity oh shit all right tell me how to do that you roll a d100 and i have your sanity score so uh 71 Okay, you realize that there is nothing natural about this. Like, you saw those cards a bunch of times. This one was not in there, and the writing at the bottom is definitely not in English. You don't know how you understand it. And in the envelope as well, there is also a phone. It's not a smartphone. It's some kind of old Nokia or something. It doesn't even have, like, GPS or anything. And inside that phone... There is a single number, and the label for it, it just says, You are Mary. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, like, mm. okay, I'm going to put all the cards back into the envelope. Like, all of them. Yep. Also, when you look back at the card you were holding, it's exactly like it was before. It's just this black ink. Okay, I'm gonna, just going to put them all back in the envelope shove it in my tote bag that, you know, also has, like, my laptop in it, because I just got home from work and everything. Gonna shove it in there, just nonchalantly as I can, while also clearly being a little bit freaked out about that. I mean, Oliver is not paying attention to you. He's on his phone. You know what? Good. I'm... Jeez, alright. I'm gonna go into my room. Okay. Close the door. Yep. So, the, the contact that's in the phone... Yeah. It is, like, can I see the number, or can I just see... It's a single number, like, programmed into it, and there's the contact name just says, you are Mary. Okay. Um, can I pull out my phone and check if I have that number in my own phone? 
Yes, it doesn't match to anything you know. Okay. Then I guess I'll call it, but I'll like, okay. I'll dial it, but then I'll put the phone on loudspeaker and like set it on a table away from me. So it's not held up to my face. Okay. So you call the number and it rings for a bit and then you just hear a voice on the other end of the line that says, Mary, it's just so good to hear from you. Now, don't say anything. I'm worried about you. Have you brought your washing in from the clothesline today? You know what they say. No line is secure from the rain, that is. Do you understand? Yes or no? Yes. Good, good. Now, you received my gift then. I wouldn't worry about that man behind the curtain, but anyone else and you're probably in trouble. Has anyone else visited you today? Uh, no, don't answer that. I think I know the answer. I think one of your neighbors might be coming later this evening, and your neighbor, Mary, she's in quite a state, and she may not be decent. So you'll just have to make sure that she doesn't expose herself and no one sees her, okay? It, it's not a... It wouldn't be safe for people to see her. As, well, another reason you'll want to make sure your clothes stay dry. And I, I know you're probably very confused there, Mary. I promise I wouldn't have called on you unless it was urgent. There will be a test coming soon, and this is to help you. I'll call you back when it's over, and maybe you'll understand. Good luck, Mary. Please delete this number. It won't be useful to you anymore. And then the phone call ends. Call Delete that number immediately. Yes. Okay. And also, what did you do with the envelope with the cards in it? It's in my back. It's in my little tote bag. Yeah. It's not in your tote bag anymore, and you're holding another card. This one has a woman on it, and you recognize her to be your neighbor from across... You live in an apartment, and across the street there's another apartment, and there's like, you both have like a tiny little balcony, and this is the neighbor that's like directly across from you, and you recognize that this is her face. And she's not wearing any clothes, she's gardening, she's like watering her plant on the balcony. And behind her, there is this glowing orb, and it's not a painted picture of an orb like this card is actually as if there's a glowing light in it and this nonsense language at the bottom says the star and as you stare at it the light gets bigger and bigger and closer and closer to your neighbor until it envelops the entire card and it starts it's hot to the touch you drop it and it just dissolves into dust roll sanity 87 okay you are slightly disturbed by the things you have seen today. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think after seeing that, I'd love to go onto the balcony and look across to see the neighbor's balcony and see if anything's actually happening. She is standing on the balcony, and a few meters away from her, there is this floating, glowing orb of light. Roll sanity. Yeah. Okay. Don't you just love when you open your D6 bag and pull a D20 out of it? I don't like the sound of different dice being used. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I've actually been rolling dice. I just didn't use the thing so you didn't hear it. 
Anyway, you see this orb of light, and it's getting dark now, so it sort of stands out in the middle of the street, and it's just, like, so beautiful. Like, you just want to touch it, but, like, you're not compelled to do so. You still have, like, full control of yourself. Do you do anything? Turning around and going back inside? Closing the curtains? You turn around and Oliver is standing like right there and he's got his phone out and he's filming the whole thing. I'm going to take the phone from his hand. Okay. And um, just push him back inside and close the curtains. He's like, hey, what the hell? And he like opens the curtain again. And it, as you look out, you see this orb is just getting closer and closer to her and just like at the second you turn to look it like touches her and she bursts into light and then her body just dissolves into ashes and it blows away on the wind roll sanity i guess 51 okay what do you do i'm just pushing all over inside again and saying have you never seen a fucking horror movie put your phone away you still have his phone and so he like grabs it back off you and he's like uh are you are you feeling okay like you what what are you saying why are you asking me if i'm okay if you're the one filming that you know why i'm freaking out right now it was it was just like a weird light i don't know like a weird light that turns someone to ashes go inside okay okay damn pulling the curtains closed absolutely just just making sure they're closed and pushing him onto the couch just sit down. All right, and he he does. And, um, like, when you saw her, like, turn to ashes, the light went away, and it's, it's, it's as if it was never there. Sitting down on the couch, too. And I'm just gonna sit with my hands in my head so I can think for a second. And what are you thinking? <sighs> what the fuck I should do? Well, as you're thinking about that, you think back to the phone call, and it was vague and nonsensical but maybe now you're putting some of the pieces together and it said you remember that this voice on the phone said make sure that no one else sees this because it could they could be in danger fuck's sake (laughs) you're thinking like maybe if you convinced oliver that whatever just happened wasn't real maybe that would be safe and you know you have 80% in human intelligence and you know that your roommate and best friend Oliver has a drug problem that he's trying to get over and you think that if you tried to convince him that maybe he was high right now he would believe you I'm going to first of all take his phone back from him again and say he lets you do it Yeah, and I'll say, hey, so when I was walking in, I noticed the um, bag near the door. You haven't been, like, on it today, have you? He looks, like, offended, and he's like, no, you know I've been going to meetings about that. Like, look, you, you can go look. I don't have anything. Look, all I'm saying is it's okay if you are. Like, we all have slip up sometimes, but, like, you're kind of giving me the signs right now that you know, you may have been on it today. And, like, I know it's okay. Like, when we recover from things, sometimes it's easy to slip. 
But, you know, I just do need you to know that it's okay if you are, because, you know, considering you were just filming our neighbor gardening and thinking it was kind of weird, that's kind of not something a sober person does. But you were the one that was freaking out. Why are you... What are you trying to say? I'm freaking out because you were just filming our neighbor gardening naked, and that's, like, not really cool, you know? Like, you know, it's not something, you know, people do. Roll persuade at a plus 20%. 72? That is 2 over with plus 20. Oh, I didn't add... Anyway, yeah, sick. So, well, no, that's bad. You want to get onto your score. Oh. He just looks kind of, like, angry, and he's like, I don't know, like, what's gotten into you today, but, like, you can't just tell me I've been on drugs when I'm not, you know I'm, I'm, you know I'm working on that. Like, I thought you were my best friend, and now you're just... Look, I I can't be here right now. And then he just, like, leaves. He doesn't even take his phone. He just walks out the door. And you lose. Roll a d4. (laughs) One. Okay. Your bond with Oliver is now 13 instead of 14. While I still have his phone, I'm absolutely deleting the video he just took. Yeah. He, like barely got anything before you like stepped in the way like it, that was the orb but it didn't catch anything else the video is gone it didn't have time to back up to the internet or anything so you don't have to like hack in to get rid of any extra copies right. and what did you do with the burner phone like after you called the number oh well i ca- called it and then i deleted it so i imagine it was still in my hand as i ran to go look at the my neighbor's balcony yeah, it starts ringing. Um, As it starts ringing, you're holding that magician card again. Um, uh, I, I... Fine, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Will I? Yes, fine, I'll answer it. You hear that same voice on the other end of the line. It says, Mary, good, good. You're all right now. You were never in any danger. I weren't after you. Now, what's important is that your neighbor wasn't exposed. Did anyone else see her? Yes or no? Mary? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Okay. Look, that's all right now, Mary, but did you destroy... The evidence. Is there any proof? No. There's no proof. Good. Now, do you want to stop this kind of thing from happening to other innocent humans on this planet? It was too late for your neighbor there, Mary, but that ain't always the case. I can help you help them, Mary. Is that what you want? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I knew I could count on you, Agent Mary. Welcome to Amcel. My name is Agent Malcolm, and I'll be your handler. Now, there's just three more things I'm going to need you to remember, Agent Mary. I need you to listen to me very closely. Now, are you listening? Mary? Yes. Okay. Good. Now, Mary, I just want you to know that 
I don't exist. Nothing we do together is real. And if you even think about telling anyone what you just seen, just remember that I know exactly who you are and I know exactly how to find you. Now, you don't know who I really am. You don't know how to find me. And Mary, even if you did, there is nothing you could do to hurt me. Do we have an understanding, Agent Mary? Yes or no? Yes. Good. Good. Now, destroy that phone, Mary. You won't be needing again. I'll contact you if I need your help. The phone call is over. How does Jennifer feel about everything that's just happened? A little bit sick. She feels like she might vomit, but is also just like need like needs right now to know that they need to go after like I need to go after Oliver and like make sure he's okay. Why do you think that he would have gone? Oh, it's a Tuesday. So not many places in the city are open. God, he probably would have just gone to the local park to, like, sit down. Though maybe he wouldn't, because that's where he used to go to get his fix, so... No, she'll go to the park. She'll, she's, he's probably at the park. You go to the park, and it's dark now, but there's street lights on. It's not like in the park there's no lights, but there's enough lights that you can see, like... A hundred meters away from the road, there is someone sitting alone on one of the benches there. Can't tell. Does it look like Oliver, or...? I mean, you'd have to go closer, but his general proportions, it, it's probably him. Alright, I will slowly walk over. Like, and just until, like, I'll walk slow until I can, like, confirm that it's him. Because this park's kind of, you know, notorious for dealings going on. Yeah. So I'll just go slow and then make sure it's really him. It is actually him. And he's just, like, sitting there and he's crying. You made your best <laughs> friend cry. <laughs> I'm going to go up and I'm going to sit next to him. And, I'm and gonna just... he, like, sees you and he gets up and he walks away and he says, don't touch me. How are you going to explain to him why you just tried to gaslight him into thinking that he was on drugs when he knows for a fact that he's been clean for like three months now? This is your fault. You're the one who made me think I could convince him. I gave you a plus 20% to that role, and I didn't make you do shit, okay? I planted the idea. Yeah, you planted the idea. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. The horror doesn't have to come from the unnatural in this game. I can make you do it. You're terrible. I'm gonna hold out his phone to him and say, I just thought you'd want this. He, like, snatches it off you, and he, like, opens the camera, and he sees that you've deleted the video, and he just, like, death stares you, and he, like rubs the tears off his eyes. He's, like, embarrassed about the whole thing. Sorry, I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I understand you want space. You can go home. I'm not going to go back home. And he looks almost kind of guilty, like he made you feel like that you can't go back to your own house. And just, like, softly, he's like, 
Okay. Just give me today and maybe tomorrow you can explain why you thought that that was an okay thing to say to me. But just leave me alone for now. And then okay. he leave. Where do you go for the night if you're not going back to your apartment? Well, right now, I'm going to Taco Bell. <laughs> Second taco, taco in Tuesday. one day. <laughs> and I'm going to cry and eat some tacos. That's where we'll leave that scene. about you and Jimmy is you work together but you don't only do stuff together like you each have sort of your own little parts of it that you don't necessarily talk to each other about because like the more you guys are together the easier it is to get caught if that makes sense yeah yeah I know what you mean yeah the thing is you haven't actually seen Jimmy for about three weeks Ooh. now and he you at first you would get some like text back but like now like you just completely haven't heard from him like he hasn't been answering his calls or anything oh okay and like you've probably been talking around to like some of your other contacts that you like ask crystal if she has any information like what he's up to and uh mm. no one else has seen him either mm. what do you want to do do you want to like go over to like his apartment and see if you can he's there or yeah i'll um i'll yeah definitely go on over to his apartment i haven't heard from him in a while just check up see what's happened so what do you do when you get there like do you knock do you just go straight in i'll uh i'll knock knock on the door there's no response all right i'll um but you do know Though you're like really close friends, you probably have a key somewhere to yeah. get in. I'll, if it, yeah, that close, yeah. I'll have a key. Or well, I know where he's in the key. It'll be like on the side or something. So I'll just grab that. Yeah. I was I was gonna say that like originally I said you know where he keeps the spare key, but then I was like, your criminals, he's not gonna keep a spare key. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a fancy he can just criminal. break into his own house. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that bright. <laughs> well, no, it's like it's not about. I was thinking it's more of an high intelligence thing like you know that that's the easiest way to break into someone's house is to just look around for a spare key so he's not going to be like stupid enough to have one you know <laughs> and somehow he does <laughs> it's underneath the pot <laughs> i was like never get <laughs> i'll take that you briefly stole his key and made a copy of it and put it under the pot <laughs> yeah <laughs> he doesn't know it but i've already done that <laughs> yeah events just like but this he does know that you can get in and he doesn't care <laughs> nah yeah when you enter the apartment the first thing you notice is that it smells like gross in there and you know what a dead body smells like thankfully it's not that smell mm. it's just like there's old food that's been piling up and it's like body odor and it's like gross but also, when this is taking place, 
it's summer and the heat is unbearable. Jimmy does not own an air conditioner, so and the place is small. He just has like this single ceiling fan in the middle of the main room, which is basically combines the living room, the kitchen, the dining room, and the laundry. Oh, okay. And so the fan is on, and you do when you walk in, you do see Jimmy. He's just lying like with his back on the couch and just staring straight up at the ceiling fan doing nothing just watching it spin above him mm. okay well obviously i walk up to him called him out jimmy slapped him he <laughs> when you speak to him he doesn't notice you but like you slap him and he like jumps like out of his position on the couch and he like just instinctually like leaps away from you and like bangs his head on like the lamp on the little table next to the couch and it falls shattering along with him to the ground and he's like oh what in the dark when did when you come in i i didn't i don't what's going on what's going on jimmy you haven't been answering my calls and it's been weeks what have you been doing what what do you mean weeks we did we went on that job like no no it hasn't i I swear i've been here for for days at best jimmy jimmy it's been weeks look at your phone he looks around he's like doesn't know where his phone is if you want (laughs) you can show him your phone (laughs) with the date on it i walk up to him just like show him like the past messages and all that (laughs) Uh, and he looks confused and he just like he puts his face in his hands and he's just in like completely freaking out and he's just like i i don't i don't know what's i don't know what's real anymore i i don't know i don't know who i don't know what i'm doing apparently i don't even know what day it is anymore just what going on joe mm. uh sit up to it was like what do you remember last jimmy i i they're gone they're gone i there's no proof there's no proof and they, they never even I don't, there's no proof that they existed i i don't i don't know anymore i i don't know who existed I, mate i don't know if, <laughs> miss Michelle, uh, what was, I, I don't even remember his name. And like, the, you don't recognize his name, so you don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm sitting there. He's like, I, I don't know if I can trust my my own eyes and my own senses. I need, I need someone to tell, I need someone who I know, who I know I can trust. I need, I need to know if it's real. I, I'm, I'm not crazy. I don't. I don't think I'm crazy. No, no, I'm. I'm not. I'll prove. I'll prove it. You'll see. You'll. You'll. You'll see. You'll see. After he says, "You'll see," it's like for the first time he's seeing, and he seems suddenly aware of exactly what's going on and exactly what he's just said to you. And he's no longer frantic, but he looks somehow even more afraid. He's just staring at you, jaw agape, with a look of deep 
unfathomable knowing mixed with this knowledge of something you don't know. And he looks at you with a face that is filled with regret. Mm. Jimmy, what'd you do? <sighs> fuck. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, shit, man. Oh, fuck. Okay, look. You'll have to... I, I can't explain it. If I explain it... Look, I don't even I don't even know, okay? Look, I'll, I'll show you, okay? We'll we'll drive over there and I'll show you and either you'll see or you won't see and that means I'm crazy and then, you know, whatever I'm out do, but just come with me. And he stand he stands up, but he's not really with it he's dizzy and he starts to fall back to the ground and you realize he's he's sort of bleeding the lamp broke and the glass all over the floor <laughs> do you catch him or do you let him fall to the floor oh, i'd catch him i guess <laughs> i guess in that case you are going to need a new shirt because he's just vomited all over you mm, jimmy this was a new shirt mate <sighs> sorry i and he, like, sort of stumbles over to grab his keys as if he's gonna be the one to, like, drive you there. Do you let this happen? Yeah, and I'm just like, I grab him like, no, no, tell me the address. We're going to mine. It's, it's, it's not really, it's not near here. Like, we have to just get in, get in the car. I'll, I'll direct you. Yeah, sounds good. He directs you and it's like you're in the car for hours you go to this remote area you've never been there it's like basically abandoned and i mean i imagine you've probably spent a lot of time in abandoned places as a criminal yeah i'd say as an outlook i like as he's driving there i'm thinking like all right this must be one of his safe houses or something yeah but it's like just this graveyard it's deep night now there's like a half moon so there's light but there's really not that much light and you get out of the car basically and it's the headlights is pretty much the only thing that's illuminating and there's the shadows of like the broken abandoned graves and like the overgrown grass oh okay (laughs) how do you feel about being in a graveyard like you not a stranger to death no I'm just thinking, like, hmm, it's a bit, I'm really suspicious about why Jimmy's at a graveyard of that, but, like, yeah. just calm, just trying to stay calm. Just And you hear there's a rustling in the distance. You're far enough away that whoever it is wouldn't see you, and if you look, you can make out a small form. You see what looks to be perhaps a child hunched over by the side of a deep, hastily dug pit in this graveyard. It is clear, though, that this pit was not dug with a shovel. No, the best you could guess this pit was dug, or perhaps more accurately, this soil was clawed out by a pile of small, at the very least, human adjacent hands. From within the pit, there has been pulled a lifeless appendage. This appendage, you can only assume, once belonged to a living 
living human being, but unfortunately for the appendage and whichever human it once belonged to, it is now little more than stiff leather pulled tight over the bone and a deep, pervasive rot. You hear what might as well be the squeaking of rubber as small fingers dig into the once flesh therein, and what you hear next is a sickening tear and a slurp made by a mouth far too big for the face it is currently residing on. Every moment you have spent taking in this scene, your best friend Jimmy has been lining up his first shot of his silenced sniper rifle. There is a quick flash of gunpowder and a dark stain begins to spread on this young creature's already filthy and mold-ridden clothing. The creature turns and in the dim light of the half-moon you make out the face of what could perhaps be a feral 8-10 to year old human child. The sound it makes, however, the sound that leaves its mouth is far from human. It is a squealing bleeding sound, wretched to the ear, the closest a human vocal cord could emulate is perhaps <laughs> Strangely enough, you understand the sounds not just as a threat made by this insane creature, but as well as you'd comprehend an English sentence, one that says you killed my father, I killed your friends, you will not be the one who kills again tonight. Roll sanity, so just a d100. Yeah, I got a 95. Okay, you hear this and you see this and you know that there is no way this can exist logically. Like, not what you what just happened should not be something that is able to be real and you are either frozen in fear or you turn around and run away as fast as humanly possible which one do you think would be his reaction in this situation uh it'd be more probably turn to run like jimmy i'm out you don't even see anything. You're like so afraid that your vocal cords have just stopped working. Maybe you let out like a terrified squeal and you just hear as you're running, just the gunshots keep going and going and you don't hear a body fall and eventually you hear sort of like gnashing sounds and you hear jimmy must be using some kind of knife but you you at this point it's not even like necessarily comprehending what's going on you just run and you run and you run and eventually you're so far away you just you're in this open field and you can sort of see the graveyard is still there in a distance and you uh, have calmed back down you no longer feel the urge to run but what you just saw you were terrified mm. of what just happened and you probably afraid to find out what the outcome of that fight was that you did not participate in mm. and you probably this is up to you do you think you feel guilty for running and leaving your best friend yeah, I feel hella guilty. Do you make your way back? Yeah, I start running back. Oh, jogging. 
So eventually, you make it back to the graveyard and you see Jimmy, and he's just sitting down next to one of the graves. He's like his arms are like scratched up, but he is alive. And next to him is a body, but this is not as you thought, perhaps from a distance, the body of a human child. This. It could have once been human, maybe, but it is so deformed. It's just the skin around its bones is tight and leathery, and its jaw is protruding out, perhaps more like a canine than a human being with sharp teeth and sunken eyes. Mm. And this creature is dead, but it's not a creature you have ever seen before in your life. Mm, And then you see it, right? You see it. It's there. Jimmy, you got some explaining to do. Explanation for you, Joel. I don't, I don't know what the, I I got into some shit. Okay. Like that's what we do. I, I found this, I was on a job, okay? And some weird shit happened. Not like this shit, but like this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't this. And they saw I handled it. I I handled what was going on, and I covered it up. And this group, they, they, they were doing the same thing, and they recruited me, this M-cell. And I wasn't... Jimmy to them. I was Malcolm, and that I don't know. I don't even know what their real names were. I I don't know who who they were, and that's not unusual for people in our kind of work. But they're dead. This not this creature, but a a bigger one, an adult. It it killed them, and we were trying to this this she was human we were trying to we were trying to save her but i guess i guess we were too late and she we killed that thing and but we didn't realize and she got them she got them and i you know what we do i just i dispose of the bodies i destroyed the evidence but i i, I don't know who to call i don't know i don't know what what I mean, I know we don't care about laws, but we can't, can we, we can't allow these things to exist, can we? Like, we have to stop it, don't we? Jimmy, I still am trying to get over the fact that that thing, you know, came out of the grave. I'm more dumbfounded than anything. Look... I know. Okay, I, I get it. Like, you say it's, you, you, you're saying it's been you're saying it's been weeks. I, I don't know how long I was just lying there. I don't. I don't. But it's starting. It's starting. It's not making. It's not the nothing. It, it's not going. To, I don't think it'll ever make sense. But I think I know what I have to do. Ah, uh, well, Jimmy. Jimmy, who's this M-cell people? Do you say they all died? Are they still alive? Well, I guess, I mean, I guess the 
Amcel, that's that's gotta be me now. I that was it was the three of us, really. Amcel, <sighs> who do you mean? Who did you work with? You you know, Michelle. I, like I say, I I don't know who they were. I, there was I think there's a larger group, but we don't. Michelle was the leader, Amcel, right? And she had contact with the other cells. I don't know. I think I could figure out how to contact them. It's just this group, and they're they're trying to stop these kind of things from happening because no one is safe if we allow these kinds of things to exist. And you know what it's like now that you know. Like, we cannot let other people even know that this stuff exists because I, even just knowing it could it, it's the kind of stuff that could drive you insane so are you with me or not are we gonna stop this stuff from happening or no all right jimmy i'll trust you this once all right i do owe you yeah you do we're i think this can't be like this if we're in this together this is this is worse than anything we ever been in before this is like top secret shit we're going to have to this is the only stuff we can be in on together anymore like we cannot hang out we can't play golf okay <sighs> we look from now on i'm i'm not jimmy to you okay you don't know jimmy Jimmy and you, we fell out. We got to think of something, okay? I am Agent Malcolm, and you're going to be, I don't fucking know, Agent Marvin or some shit, okay? That's it. M-Cell, we're together in this, or this never happened. You don't know this exists. You don't, I mean, once you've seen it, though, can you really, you're never going to forget. You, you'll always know, and you'll always know that will be in danger. Your daughter will be in danger if we let this shit keep existing. We gotta do something, man. Alright. I'm in. I'll help. Alright. And that is where we'll leave that for now. Alrighty. Alrighty.